Well, and that 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 now brings brings us back up to speed. Now, <laughs> there you go. When we when we talk, we you know we want to talk about politics and everything now. So, you know, and really, community activism and politics really kind of work hand in hand. I'm not sure a lot of people even realize that, you know, those are two of the same functions, really, because an elected official is a public servant for the people. That's right. You know, an activism, uh, a community activist is supposed to be the person that, you know, almost acts like a, like a liaison for the people to the elected official. So these two things work hand in hand. So it brings us to, you know, the current thing. You have worked on several campaigns, have you not? Have, I tell, have. Tell me about the campaigns that you've worked on, the capacity that you worked in them on, you know, because some people are just volunteer. But as I understand, you've actually been campaign manager. and so, the top dog, man. Yeah, so, so t- tell me about the campaigns that you've worked on and the capacity that you were in with the campaign. So, uh, so... My most proudest one is Judge uh, Emily Johnson Rose. Okay. Now uh, I was her campaign manager, as well as her dad's. Okay. Uh, they both uh, judges right now. So you're just a legacy campaign manager. And, and you know what? Judge Johnson gave me my first opportunity to run it from top down. And when you talk about running a judge race and how much money it is, you do want to go to somebody who have a proven track record. Right. Okay. Um, but. Judge Johnson was like, listen, you know, he helped my sister, which was his sister was Linda Dewey. She ran for Metro Council. Mm-hmm. And so we got, we, run, we was in a runoff with her. We, lo- we lost less than a thousand votes. And so he was like, man, and I came in in a runoff party. He said, man, if we able to get that kind of crease, let me just see what he can do from the beginning. You know, so the election was uh, November. We started off in March. Right. So I worked from March to, to, to where we are. And What's so special about that race was that prior to uh, Mr. Johnson and Tarver Smith uh, winning, they had never been an African-American judge elected in the northern part of our parish. And so that was the first time it had ever, ever happened. Okay. And so the work that it took to make that happen, and we went against a guy um, who was considered, uh, you know, uh, someone primed for the position. His dad was a judge. Um, his dad is still a judge uh, on the Court of Appeals. He was a Baker City Councilman. He was a Metro Council member. He was a Zachary Prosecutor. And he was going against Ronald Johnson. Now, right. we know him in the South. Okay. And all the stuff that he did for us in the South. And, you know, but when you go in, in Baker, Zachary, Central, and part of Baton Rouge, Maybe a little you have to more. reintroduce. Right. And, and Judge Johnson is a humble man. And the stuff that he would that he did, I said, why won't nobody know about it? you? Are walking Black History, you know. You the lawyer who ended, you know, who helped settlement of the longest desegregation case in our parish. You was the attorney that helped with that settlement. You you helped with the sixth uh, Metro Council seat that that sixth seat that we have. Mm-hmm. Council six was because of his advocacy and, and and his his lawsuits. You know, but we created the sixth uh, congr- the sixth congressional the sixth uh, district of the Metro Council. You know. All also, the GE tested that used to be, he was the lawyer that ended that hmm. because black folks would get to 12th grade and they would get all their credits and they can't graduate because they can't pass the GE test. So he, he was a lawyer that ended that. You know, he was also the lawyer who advocated there was no black prosecutors. He's Baton Rouge Parish. Tony Clayton became the first one because he, countless others, you know, sending petitions to the then attorney before Hillary Moore. Hey, you know, there's no, you know, there's no, no black people which, in his office. Which, which is completely lopsided and, and, and it's not a fair representation of the, uh, the demographics of the city. Yeah, and so you have people like that who've been doing this work. Right. So when I so when I got, I'm like, man, this is just automatic. Right. Man, let me keep I'm gonna keep it one with you. I called some same black politicians. Okay. Who knew about his track record? They would not support him. Hmm. Called him. I'm gonna stay out of it. How you gonna stay out of something? A man who, matter of fact, Tarvo Smith seat that he had on city court would not have had it without Judge Johnson's litigation suit. We created the at-large seat. When I say we, I mean us as African-Americans created that at-large seat. So you got a man who's done all this work and they still did not want to help this man. What was the purpose, do you think, that they wanted to stay out of it? Well, politics, for one, his his brother was already on the court. Mm -hmm. And so... What's dumb about it is, and this, and I, which one of these cameras? Did, what's dumb about it was, is that 
you gonna penalize you well here's it. They didn't want the Johnson power at the judge, at the Nike Judicial District Court. That's what everybody was saying. That's too much power for, for one family. I'm sitting here thinking, ain't that stupid? You want the best person to represent all of us. Yeah, you can't penalize success. And so that was what he's up against. His brother <laughs> up there, and they don't want the, and I was thinking to myself, well, Judge Higginbotham. Mother is uh, was on a court of appeal, Miss Tony. Yeah. Her son is on a district court uh, boat, and then you have her daughter, Whitney Higginbotham, which my other candidate. We're gonna get into that. Yeah. Is John Ann Matthews? We beat her too, but she nobody said anything. Right. So you got two brothers. So so they didn't want to help. And I'm specifically talking about the black politicians. Right. And I was really ticked off about that. And I saw even some black community activists. Was trying to play both sides. They was helping the uh, the opponent, mm-hmm. and they was trying to tell us we gonna stay out of it. But you know, I'm on the streets. I see all the ballots out there. I see what everybody doing. I'm like, man. Now my candidate was upset. Yeah. But you know what? Him being a pastor, you know, he was. You know, what he told me. He said, "Danny, don't worry about it," because I was pissed off for him. Right. I said, "This is the disrespect we we did." He said, "Don't worry about it." He said, "Just he said, go make a name and just and 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 win this race." And man, I had Mr. Johnson up. When I tell you, three and four churches a Sunday, running every walking these streets, Mr. Johnson's retired. He's like, "Man, are we done today?" I said, "No, we're not done. <laughs> we got because we got to bring it to the people." Right. I say, "Forget these politicians." Because all they're gonna do is get on your on, get on your fly and take credit for you win if you win anyway. Cause they're not gonna do anything for you. They ain't gonna give you no check. And we're gonna get the flies too, because you just had a a recent social media rant. Oh. I was I was able to, you know, and, and and that was one of the topics. We're gonna get to that, but okay, so so you worked on on Judge Johnson's uh campaign. Judge Johnson, okay. his daughter, uh, uh Judge John L. Matthews. Okay, and so you and you were the campaign manager campaign for all manager. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. keep going. Uh also I, I have a ballot system, right? Okay. So I have this ballot where I distribute eighty thousand throughout the parish. So I've had a judge um uh, Foxworth, you know, Judge Christopher Dawson. Mm. Uh, I've had Judge Gail Grover. Um, it's just a, I mean, a laundry list. Uh, uh, Mayor Broom. Um, mm. I was also on her transition team when she first won. Right. And so I've been on, I've helped probably, you know, uh, J- uh, Senator Regina Barrow's uh, re-election. Okay. Uh, it, it, I mean, you name it, every level of government, I've had my hands in it. Really, it's, you know, you know, almost like a, you know, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and fortunate enough, I've been able to win all of them. But, you know, sometimes you have your day where you're not going to win. But I think the reason why I've been successful at it is because of the approach that I take and my the approach I take, you have to earn the vote from people. Yeah. You can't manipulate them and bring hot dogs and cookies to the people and, and have free hair. Cause not say that's not something we do, Yeah, but, but you, that's getting more. Yeah. You can't, you can't just base it off of, you know, it, it's almost like a bribe. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you can't go out there and bribe the people. And I, and I want the community to hold these people accountable. Oftentimes, politicians go in the community and tell what they're gonna do, and then and then they up then they they realize when they get in that position, they up against a whole bunch of obstacles. But the community doesn't see what they up against. They believe in the promises that were made. Mm-hmm. Forget the fact that you minority, you don't have a controlling vote, no matter how much advocacy you're doing. But you telling the people all oh, this, is what you gonna get done? Right. And you got potholes in your street. The tree fell out. It's just a lot of stuff people, going on. Pe- people are more into the tangibles. They, they want to see it. They they want to see it. They don't they don't want to hear about what well, we doing this and that. And I want to see it. Okay, so and cur- now currently, you're also working on the Karen Carter Peterson campaign. Yeah, I'm, I'm a strategist for that. I'm a uh, consultant for Karen Carter Peterson for Congress, and of course. Um, I've been knowing Ms. Karen for a while. I'm also the, the vice chairman of the Louisiana Democratic Party, so okay. I was voted in last year. But prior to that, Ms. Karen wrote my letter of recommendation for law school, and she was also the state party chair. So I had already known her, known you know what she represented and stuff like that. Um, and so it was uh, really easy for me. I like, I know her already. It's, right, you right. know. Now, I ain't know what people knew about her now. 
but I knew what I knew about him. Right. You know, so on uh, the course Which that, that, that's all you can go on. I can go and look, I'm a loyal type of dude. Right. You know what I mean? Now I did speak with the other candidate he did. You know, they did offer me a little look, look, bruh. But I'm a lawyer type of dude. If I'm with you, I'm with you. Right. You can't write my letter recommendation letter and I'm going to go against you. You know what I mean? I ain't, I'm not that type of dude. You right. know? So I'm like, I'm, I'm with Miss Karen. You know, me and her talk. And and that's how that started. Of course, you know, the people that was in the race, you know, you, you had 15. But the people we yeah, know it of. Was, it was a lot. It was you a know, lot. you had Gary from Baton Rouge. You had Karen. You had Troy from. Those are three front runners. Essentially, based off of the money, amount of money it was able to raise. Then you had Mr. Classic Bernard, the, right. the long Republican candidate, who also I would say he in the top five too. Right. So it really was really that race because of the resource they were able to. It's ten parishes, so you do need money yeah. to spread yeah. your message. So, um, which that 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 uh, that that logic went into when we were producing uh, the debate up here mm-hmm. is okay. Which one seemed to be the most viable? Of course, we you know we have limited time. We can't have. 15, minutes. 15 people up here talking. We got to go with, like, at least the top five. Yeah. So that's what we went. So, yeah, I, I understand that logic. Yeah, because, I mean, it's 15. You had some candidates who didn't even have $100. Okay? I mean, I'm not right. going to You can't win no congressional race. You know, you sitting there with a white T-shirt on there with a hole in your shirt talking about what you – no, bro. Not, this ain't for you. Find something else to do. You I don't know, know, I don't know who you're talking about, but, yes, I agree. Not no Congress, man. You got to find something else. Right. And so that's kind of how the candidates and then the Democratic Party, we go up and endorse all the Democrats. I'm like, why? I noticed that. So, out so, so we don't have to. Yeah, tell, tell me tell me why why would the party just endorse everybody with a D by that name? Because they really didn't want that smoke, really. Because, you know, you had, let's keep it real. Congressman Richmond got the stroke right now. We've never had anybody lose any close to the White House as we do now. We this have somebody true. in the White House. This is true. So you're not really finna offend the person who've endorsed the candidate, which he did, which Troy, Troy Carter. He did. And you're not finna offend the, the state party chair who you just succeeded. So we just gonna cop out and just endorse everybody. Now, now I didn't agree with that. Now, now wouldn't, we wouldn't, it. wouldn't it have been better for them to just not endorse anyone? No, indeed, no. Because see, they worried about. Because in the, the day, they, they worried, worried about, about the, the money. Of one, right? Yeah, they were worried about. They looking at the money that's gonna come in after that. They look. Let's keep it. That's no secret. You know, Congressman Richmond is an asset to the so, so, so it, it, so it really wasn't a good move to endorse one. No, to, to to do anything. So so we did. Okay, so I I I can. I know you called it a cop out, but we copped out. We just, but we in the same it. sense, in in it's almost like you're playing pool. You don't have a shot, but it's your turn. So you just got to hit the ball. And, you, and it's almost like this: we're going to endorse everybody. We kind of already know who's going to win because we we already knew who's going to be top two anyway. But it's kind of like we're just going to go ahead and do it just to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're you're a strategist on Karen Carter Peterson's campaign as well. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that, that you haven't just been in charge of the campaign, I see. Because all, all the rest of them, you were kind of campaign manager, and this one, you're more of a strategist. I'm a strategist. So, um, so I'm, I'm tasked with East Baton Rouge and West Baton Rouge. Um, okay. My first go-round, and, and some of the river parishes. And so, basically, Miss Karen said, Daniel, go do what you do, go win these parishes. Right. And that's what I did. Okay. And so, so you're still kind of in charge of your sector. My sector, because when you when you deal with a congressional race now, now just recently, I ran. I was the uh, the uh, the consultant for District uh, Six congressional race against Gary Grace. So I was able to get my feet wet. I had a Democrat. We got about 35, 36 in a district that's seventy some percent Republican. But we was you know so you know. I was able to see how the landscape go. Right, And right. so the next race happened to be uh, right afterwards, and I, I kind of understood the congressional breakdown. And so I'm like, oh, man, it's, it's, these river parishes, I understand it because I've been in them. Right. And so I, I was all over East Baton Rouge, West Baton Rouge uh, parishes. We had a uh, – so when I, before I got on the campaign, we had a campaign manager. Um, we, had, um, we had a field director. And we uh, we had a few ancillary positions that were intact before I even signed my name on, hmm. which I didn't come on to January. Okay, and so uh, so basically, so you, you, you so you came on after you the, know. So well, the day before qualifying, so qualifying day. Okay, and so 
And of course, you know, I'm in all the senior meetings, you know, you know, I'm part of the team, the highest, the highest level call, shot calls, you see what I mean? So, um, so I'm there, you know, and, but you, you do need a team. Okay. Right. And because Tim Parrish is a, is a lot. And so, um, so, I never had an issue, you know. Whatever I said I was gonna do was never questioned, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, and in a sense, you know, Miss Karen said, "Look, you know how to do this already, bro. Ain't no do your thing, you know." Now, pretty much. did you when 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 the when the votes were tallied, you know, when it was all the fifteen people in there, and mm-hmm. then you know it was right before the runoff, were you guys a little nervous with the with with the numbers coming back? Because it was it was closer than a lot of people thought it would be. Well, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. It was a nail biter, but because and it was it was so much of what we could have did better, right? Um, and that's kind of how we looked at that race. What could we have done better? And there was a lot of opportunity for us to do a lot of other things better. Um, and of course, you know, to be honest with you, I was looking at my area. Okay. You know, I was like, man, what did my area do? My area won. You know, my area won. Right. You know, you know. And but, so, she, but she came up short. In, but she came up short in her home, in her hometown, and and I believe you know when you have seventeen percent of the vote uh, turnout. I mean, you know, there's a lot of votes still left on the table, and and sometimes you understand this as a seasoned veteran, a seasoned veteran politician, people want to see a fresh face, right. You know, people tired of the status quo, and in some regards, she may have been the status quo. She may have been the the, the person that people but is just that, was. Is, is that even a fair tag to put on her or uh, Troy Carter's being the status quo if they've well, because because they're not vying for a position that they've already had. This is something new for both of them too. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, is that even a fair tag because that tag was put on them? I would say this from a sheer definition, no. But for the people who are not political, you know, in depth with what these terms mean, they just see a person who's been in elected position for all these years. So is it so is it kind of playing on people's naiveness? Well, I would say that a lot of folks. That's why I said the education piece is important. A lot of folks don't understand what what any black elected officials up against when you. Or the minority. I mean, I'm not talking about the bad. You you all the way down. You got 105 state representatives, only 39 of them Democrats. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much are you going to get done? It, nothing. You got 39 state senators, 15 of them Democrats. What are you going to get done? Nothing. Right. I mean, so you really, so so it's easy for somebody to put wordplay on you. Man, you've been elected. I mean, you ain't, gonna get, you ain't got nothing done. Well, obviously, no one will because this ain't our show, you know. And so you, you know, so the strategy really is to get more seats elected, right? But now the person that that blew that bullhorn the most, Mr. Chambers, recently endorsed your candidate. Yeah. How does that work? Because well, I, that, cause that that's the person that that said the most about the quote unquote status quo, and now he is. One of the leading surrogates. Well, I said before the election, come Monday morning, he was going to be working with us. Um, Because it was obvious. I mean, you know, here's the thing. Um, I I think Gary had the best social media campaign of all of them. But did did, did his return number surprise you? Because... I'm going to be honest with you, it did. But it it did, but it, it didn't. Because of the in, the inside information that I know about certain stuff. Okay. But yes, it surprised me because um, I didn't expect someone to get that that dodge. But you got to understand, you got twenty one percent inside of a seventeen percent cap. Right. You know what I mean? And at this point, it's who can get that people out the most. And we have to look at the fact that historically, even when there is an election. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, just talking amongst my friends, I said this is like an off-brand election because it's not in a presidential, you know, it, it, it was, you know, it, it was a special election. Yeah. So when you have that, voter turnout is already slim, even when it's a presidential election. But when you don't have that next to it, now it's like, it's it's even slimmer. I mean, I think... I think his whole messaging from the beginning is how he got his numbers. I mean, he was he was, he was quoting the, the the Louisiana stats, and he's he's comparing the Louisiana stats to those who were in the legislature. Mm-hmm. Now it's a bit misleading because 
Louisiana was ranked 50 before they, you know, way before they even had anything to do with it. Right. And you can't, it's, you can't put the weight of the state on two legislators when they're one vote. So it's really a, just a wordplay, which benefited them because people were like, well, yeah, they haven't done anything. But the reality is, what can you one vote do when you are already the minorities? I mean, Louisiana is ranked the way it is because of a collective amount of votes. Mm-hmm. And so the wordplay was, was right on time. You know, and people people want to see new leadership, and that's another thing that was going for them. You know, people want to see that fresh blood, that but fresh are, are, ideas. Are, are we as people getting too caught up in new as opposed to qualified? I believe in in, in so many regards because new, new is how we got Trump as president. There you go. Let, let let's be honest about that's this. That's right. New is how we got celebrity. That's right. But we we're you know, ignoring like qualifications, so that's why I'm asking you, you no. know, no, because here's the thing: the average voter in that congressional district education level isn't that high anyway. And it's just reality. When you talk about the it education goes back level, to your point about yeah, more education. The a- average education level right here in East Baton Rouge prison, the indigent, eighty five percent. Of those that go to East Baton Rouge Parish are considered indigent. They are below the poverty line. Their education level is below eighth grade. Now, you take that same number, you look at North Baton Rouge, where you talk about the education level, and in some regard, it's even below eighth grade collectively. Mm -hmm. So you have these same people who oftentimes are disenfranchised, no sense of hopelessness hopelessness across the board because nothing they see is happening. They're already disenfranchised. They're already disconnected and voter apathy. Too many elections. So you have a combination of all this stuff, and then boom, you got somebody come out of nowhere. Look. Now, they ain't said nothing they was going to do, but they go talk about what hadn't gotten done. Right. And for some people, that that's what resonates with that them. That was good enough because it was cosmic. That, that's it. Because they, they're looking, oh, he right. You know, that that pothole's still in the street. So, he, so is it, isn't that the same as what we were speaking about earlier when, you know, you got politicians to come out and just give out free haircuts and hot dogs? Nothing but cosmetics, but no real undergirding of any real change because even calling it misleading is isn't that you know very disingenuous to 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 apply that word play knowing that these people don't know any better well at the end of the day the, the, the people also have to be accountable this is true if you if you keep letting people come in your neighborhood offer you hot dogs and you give them your vote then something has to you have to take a look at you you're gonna keep getting what you've been getting because you're doing what you've been doing right. and so so some of that owners got to go on the, the people too. I mean, you because if I'm a politician, I know all I do is do this. Is it really my fault? Because you let me do it, you know. Um, and so, at the end of the day, um, our community has to be more educated on the issues at hand. And I think some of these activists—that's the opportunity to do that. You know, some of these organizations, the churches, and all these organizations out here, that's their opportunity to... But some of them predatory, too. I mean, they eat... So, I mean, it's now, like... Now, you know, and, 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 and you know, kind of exposing activists for, for being predatory, I mean, even when you look at the fact of, you know, we brought up the fact that Karen didn't win Orleans, mm-hmm. but Mr. Chambers didn't win Baton Rouge. Correct. Now, is that more so... And I'm, I'm going to ask you this. And be very frank with me about this. I hope you will. You know I will. Uh, you 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 seem like I it. will. Would you attribute that more to your ground game because this was your area that you was working? Would you attribute that more to your ground game or people not falling for the hot dogs from from Mr. Chambers? I'm gonna say this because I ain't gonna be arrogant and say it, it, it's a combination. Um, when the same thing that happened to Karen happened here. Right. And it's because the people know that person. And when you know somebody, it's nothing I can do, anybody can do to convince you than what you've already believed about an individual. Right. And, now, and when, so... Now, when, when we say we know that person, is, is it because there's a slim track record there as well? Absolutely. Everybody, you know, everybody have a, a track record. And, 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 and to Mr. Uh, Chambers' credit, he's, he's been an activist on numerous issues. And so people know of him. Now, 
when he you know, when it's time to run, also was a litmus test to his ability, his effectiveness in his own area. Because I've often thought that activism has to be more, has to be more than one sided. You can go and you can talk about these issues. You know, because I'm gonna be honest, I ain't gonna take anything away from anybody who's doing anything. Right. You know, because I, you know, but I will say this: in the, in the black community, they want to know what kind of skin you got in the game. And right. meaning, you can't just go and talk good stuff. They want to actually see some they, tangible they, they, results. They want to see your win loss record. They, so like, they go. So, like when we were speaking about you, and that's why I say even by looking at your website when you first came in, you gave. You laid it out. You say, listen, this is my record on this, this, and you listed a lot of tangibles. Does Mr. Chambers have any kind of tangibles? I would say in terms of advocation, but I do think some of it could be embellished because it was a team effort. Because um, even me, some of, those, some of those things, Alistair, I was on the front lines too. Right. But I'm not around here using that as a win because right. it took all of us to do that. You know, the the, 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 well, the and, hospital. And and, and to your to your credit, mm-hmm. the things you named off, those were your specific Specifics wins. that I ran. Right. From top down. I wouldn't help her, I wouldn't just play some cards out. It was my my design, my my operation. And so when it's a team effort, I get a team credit. Exactly. I'll be like, hey, because of me, this <laughs> got done. Because the reality of East Baptist Parish is this. The reality of Earl K. Long was the dilapidate. And, and it was already, there was already, so let's go back. I'll just tell you a brief history. About right. Earl K. Long, when we lose the governor's race, we lost Earl K. Long. It had nothing to do with any advocation of any advocate. No, no, no. I'm, let me explain yeah. how it happened. So, when Senator Barrow, I'm sorry, when Senator Broom and Kip Holder was in the legislature, there was a there was funds set aside to remodel Earl K. Long Hospital. Okay, because it it it, it because it was, it was it was time to do that. Right. However, when Bobby Jinder won, he wanted to privatize the hospital industry, which means Earl K. Long and the charity hospital New Orleans were the only left. Charity hospitals. Mm-hmm. So he did not want that. So the money that would have been used was reappropriated somewhere else. And ultimately, Eric Long failed mm-hmm. to not being funded anymore. Which laid the groundwork and laid the ground, to And that's it. That's what happened. Right. And so when you let's fast forward, now Bat- East Bat- North Baton Rouge will have no hospital. And we got we next to a plant that anytime can blow up. There's no burn unit. There's nothing. Somebody gets shot. Cause essentially that 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 thing we have. On, okay, I'm back up. That emergency room that we have on Airline Highway is not a hospital. They only could do. They only have they no only operational so rooms. They can only do so. They can much. bandage you up and send you back to the hospital. Right. They can only do so much. You see what I'm saying? So you technically still because there's an emergency room is not supposed to be a standalone. No. It's supposed to be in combination with a hospital. I patch you, you up and you go to the hospital right. for care. We don't have it. So if I get shot up 20 times, they take me over there. Uh, you might as there's well call no operational the room. You might as well call the corner. Because ain't nothing going to happen. So what Mr. Chambers and many others were doing. Was playing on. Well, I, I'll go a little further because I will give him and, 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 and many of them because I know the story. There was a hospital champion. That champion hospital, believe it or not, Black doctors had came together, and they wanted to service our community. But let me tell you what happened. Earl, uh, Lake starved their clientele, which meaning that they were doctors, and they were doctors at Lady Lake Hospital. However, this was where their clinic was, so they were being fed through the hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, they starved them. They stopped feeding them. So if you stop feeding somebody, what happens? You can't pay for what? No, you can't. So they ain't, left. Ain't, there, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. You can't get blood from a turnip. So they starved the black doctors that were there. So now the hospital, this, this nice building, is essentially vacant because there's nothing in there. And so now you have a building. And so Mr. Chairman, other people was like, man, this is already perfect location. It's mm-hmm. already built, but it was still undeveloped. The fourth floor didn't even have nothing in it. It was just concrete. So if you walk in there now, it's still like that. So he's, his advocation was to bring the, and him and others wanted to bring the hospital today and started this, you know, this, this healthcare corridor. Now, 
in a sense, when that happened, Governor John Bell Edwards did his research on Champion, and he did not believe in boost, boutique-style types of facilities mm-hmm. because that's all they had ever been. They've never been known to be a hospital. Right. They've been known to be a boutique-style, you know, that's it. Yeah. And so he thought a better idea would be would be to partner with the largest hospital we have in East Baton Rouge Parish mm-hmm. and bring their services to North Baton Rouge. And that's what he did. Right. And so that's how that happened. And so... Now, now he, he, and, and even with that, and like you said, you know, there, there's a lot of moving parts with that. Mm-hmm. But the big claim to fame, mm-hmm. the big claim to fame for Mr. Chambers with him being branded a fighter was the Connie Bernard situation. Well, I start off with Al Sterling because Al Sterling really where he got it because we all out there. And, and, and I'm talking and about nationally, how he's been branded as well, a Well, nationally, too, because I also was on national for Al Sterling, too. I was on Fox News, MSNBC, too. Right. So he was out there nationally somewhat with Al Sterling. Um, I mean, it lost traction because you got to do more than just because once that story goes, you know. But I would say this. It recatapulted him to higher than Al Sterling with the kind of Bernard. Because, and let's be honest, he got it. He caught her. Dead or right. I mean, she was doing what she was doing. And, and he caught her. But. I'm talking about the aftermath of it. Yeah, it was the selling so shirts and stuff. What, I, what I'm saying is the aftermath of can we brand someone being a fighter if they didn't win the fight? Because the the initial thing was because they were trying to rename Lee High School. We we know that that's been a an issue for I was long. I'm part of that too. Okay, a, a lot of people were a part of that. Right, a lot of people were a part of that. But I wasn't around. Now, with that, with calling her out, with being you know she's being callous, she ain't paying attention, yada yada yada. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember school board member Darius Lane is getting on on the news. Right. He initiated the recall effort. Right. He, he, I think he gave her um, a timeline to resign or we're going to get this recall thing going, right? Right. Okay. The recall effort gets put out there. Chambers is nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. He's being posted. He's gone viral. All of these things, right? True. But he has nothing to do with the actual recall effort to get her out because that's the goal, right? right. To get her removed. Right. How is he a fighter if he didn't participate in the fight? Well, I would say this. Um, and, and from your perspective, you're right. Uh, cause, and, and let me tell you something. To, to Mr. Chambers, uh, I can name you about five or ten others that do the same thing. Right. Start off and never complete anything. Follow, didn't the follow-up. Right. Because at the end of the day, I think once he advocated for that, I guess he, to his credit, he would say he was never tasked with the follow-up. He was just tasked with blowing on. You know, I'm sure that's what he would say. Well, but, but I would say in, in terms of I'm going to start, so I'm going to finish it, too. Well, and I, I, I can't even – I'm beyond – I can't let him off the hook with that. Because no, no, no. I, no, 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 no I'm, let, me, let me start off. No, I ain't letting him off the hook because here's the thing. If you're going to make money off of it, which, like you were saying, selling the T-shirts and all that, and then you just stop talking about it, then, yeah – you should be held accountable just like you hold everybody else. But all, but also sending people on a fool's errand. He's, on a what? He's sending people on a fool's errand. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, well, got up every, he got up every day and he told people to call the school board office. Knowing, they can't knowing help, they can't that, that will not remove an elected official. Yeah. I mean, so, again. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. How, 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 do, how do we. You how, didn't win the fight, bro. You, you, you didn't win. You, 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 you sell it with tickets. Look, the bottom line is this. He didn't win that fight. And um, I don't, because the proper, first of all, here's the thing. You know, um, and make no mistake about it. For all the good stuff that he, that he does, whatever it may be, it could be overshadowed with a lot of other things. And so my thing is, when you have such a big, because I, I, I share some of these same uh, issues, too. When you're uh, you passionate about something, you know you, you. Sometimes you seem to be overzealous. You mm-hmm. and sometimes that's what he is. You know he he calls it. He put the heart before the court. Right. So before you actually put in the work, you call it out, and then it never, it never get done. That's what is that is his legacy, and and he has to fix that. You know, and like I said, there's a lot of issues 
that that you know it's like well, bro, you didn't abandon it, and it's like if he don't get you know if you, and like I said, I can wholeheartedly say I was like that too. Is that I'm so I'm, I'm you know I, I get it, I want to get it done. I, but when it don't happen fast enough, I'm gonna switch my focus somewhere else, and I think that's what he does, you know. And you know, and I, like I said, but again, there 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 are differences because yeah. that that may happen in some instances, but there's still a foundation of a track record to stand on, tangibles. Now, I, let me say, this, let me say, this. you know, I which, would say this. Which he, I, he I, is, I have uh, to he, applaud you about that. Right. So again, like I said, anyone can hop up and say I'm a community activist. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, the, 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 there's a very low bar mm-hmm. to say I'm a community activist. There's, there's no test you have to take. Mm-hmm. Ain't no degree there. You can just hop up one day and say, boom, I'm a community activist. Mm-hmm. I applaud you for having an actual track record, though. That means something because anyone can say it, but are you doing it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and here's the thing: your words have to, like my 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 boy Braden always say, your words have to become deeds that meet needs. You know, um, and so I take it seriously because I'm from there. I'm like, right. look, you know, and that's why I, I do it the way I do it because I'm looking at the next young man who gonna be misjudged because I'll misjudge a lot. Right. I know how it is to go to these Baptist Parish prison. I've been arrested. Right. You know, all of this stuff. I'm I'm okay saying it because because I can't you're, make trying, a you're trying to come back and correct yeah. for the next generation. Yeah, I can't make a difference to anybody else if they look at me now and be like, oh man, he better than nah, bro. Nah, nah, I'm not better. Listen, I've just made a different choice. And you have a better choice. You know, why right. people learn from mistakes of others? And so you need to learn from what I did that was wrong. Because and, and my kids got to be better than what I was. And so that's the whole point of making this generational change is you have to be better than the last generation. And so if I keep on pretending like I'm better than this, I and they fall into the same issue that I did, then what really am I really in, in, impacting? Now, something else that you just said, I can't act like I'm better. Right. To me, that means that you're okay with taking suggestions from people oh, as well, too. That's another issue. Because, and and listen, here's the thing, and and I really want to clear this up because people really get this confused with me. Mm-hmm. This is not hate. Right. We got to stop branding when you raise an issue with someone. You hating. It ain't hate. I think that everyone, if you're in the public atmosphere, mm-hmm. you got to be willing to be vetted. Mm-hmm. But you also got to be willing to take what someone says in consideration. Mm-hmm. I publicly told him. When he was doing the whole call the schoolboy thing, I said that's not gonna work. I said according to the rules, da da da. da. You know, well, and, and all this stuff that you're saying is probably why. Do you know what his response went, was? What? You don't get to tell me what's effective because you read some rules. Now, how is that going to win? We, I look at it like this: we're all on the you same team. The rules, though, to be able to play the game. I can't show up to the basketball court wearing cleats and then get mad when somebody say you wearing cleats. Well, let me say this. I was, you know, for me, you know, and 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 all due respect, I agree with you. I, anybody asks me about, it, I'm gonna tell them just like I'm telling you. Look, we on camp. I don't think I don't know how you go from losing seventy four percent in the same neighborhood to a year later think you finna win a race ten times than this one. So I was already lost on that logic. But again, different race, different folks. But in order to be a community servant, a public servant, servant leadership, you have to put the people's needs ahead of your own. Right. If you want to be effective. And um, I, I would say this. I would say this. Um, and I'm gonna call it straight shooter. Gary has a lot of good in terms of because I've seen him go to these areas. And I've seen him. Because I let me say this. I believe he believes in what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? I believe that he believes that what he's doing is the right way. Hmm. Now, other people might not think it's the right way or the method of what he's doing, but I'm convinced that what he's saying, he believes that. I'm convinced that he has some good intentions on what he's trying to do. I'm convinced because I I didn't just meet this dude. And so, with that being said, I'm a little more understanding of certain stuff that many people might overly criticize that he's doing because I, I know. And so when people just giving him, you know, the business and they give it to him all the time, mm-hmm. I can sit back and look and be like, well, 
And that's just if you just think about you knowing a person. Mm-hmm. You be like, ah, it's, you know. But I've been knowing him. And it, my first time knowing this dude, we were both ministers at the church next door to this building with Apostle Rogers mm-hmm. at a teen summit way before we even got in this game. And so I've been knowing the dude. And so when I saw... What, and we've had meetings and meetings. Now, I don't believe in his approach. I'm, I'm very clear on that. I believe that you, you have to have a calculated approach. You got to know who you're dealing with, and you got to know be able to engage them. Now, if you already that's go out... That, that's if you're you trying you, to get a win. That's if you're trying to get a win. If you're trying to win, then you can do that. But is it more profitable to not win? It ain't profitable, bro. You got to win, man. If you're trying to get what you're trying to get, you got to have a strategic mindset. You got to be like the Bible say. You got to be... Why, you know, you got to be humble as a dove, wise as a serpent. You got to know what you're dealing with because there's some serpents in there. Well, when but you I, also got to be, you got to be humble too to accept, you know, some of the criticisms you're gonna get. When I say, later. is it more profitable to not win? What I mean is, is it more? Is the treatment more profitable than the cure? Well, in some regard, it is. So, so that's why I'm saying the yeah. only the only thing I can base it on is what I see. And, and the approach. And if you're ignoring, if you're not taking in advice, mm-hmm. keep in mind, we all black. So we all trying to win. I want to see all of us win. But if you're not willing to take in advice, mm-hmm. are you really trying to win? Or are you just trying to sell the treatment? These are things that I just think and of. You know, and I, again, I, 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 it ain't hate. No, no, it ain't hate. And I think you're right. I think it's it's a combination of both. It really, it really is depend on the individual, because the individual may set that that precedence on, you know. And, and I'm gonna tell you something. When you're in public service, you got to deal with the good and the bad. Exactly. And you, you know, that's why you only need fifty percent plus one. So you got to deal with the good and the bad. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to be humble to accept. Um, crit- some criticism, especially it's people who have nothing to gain from it. I mean, you got a random person who has nothing to gain from it, and they say, look, this is what, and you you arrogant enough not to listen, you know, even if you never take it, because listening is free. You don't have to take the advice, you just listen to it. But I ain't never told nobody, I ain't about to listen to what they got to say. Now, I might walk off and be like, man, that was stupid. But I ain't about to tell him that, and I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be respectful to what he said. But I ain't about to be like, man, that ain't. And I'm, I'm I'm definitely not gonna tell someone you don't get to tell me what's effective. Oh because, no, Hell because, no, because you read the rules. I ain't saying that. That's that's ain't smart because I'm saying you don't know who you're talking to. Man, you been around and said that the wrong one. You never know who you talking. To. They been messing around and mentioned. Listen, look, that's why I say you got to be humble and wise. Because yeah. I've met some people. I was literally. Talking to the vice president of Shell Oil and Gas uh, a couple months ago, you know, at an event, he was. You know, I don't know who I'm talking to. But this, but this is also why my 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 father told me this a long time ago. And I know everybody, you know, has has read this before too. You you shake the janitor's hand the same way you shake the CEO. Oh yeah, that's because, what it is. But here's the deeper meaning behind that, because the janitor may have the ear of the CEO. When everybody leaves the business that day. The CEO might be the last person in there. It's just him and the janitor. And he might say, what do you think about this, this, and this? And, and, and the janitor might be giving him advice. Now, it's not that he's the janitor's not smart or anything like that. It's not based on that. It's just, who does he confide in? Some people confide in their barbers. You have people who have multi-million dollar companies, and they get their best advice from their barber. Let's think about back. You, know, you see that movie Hulam, huh? Barber yeah. Thompson confided in the driver. Right. Right, the driver took over it, the empire. That, that's 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 how it happened. That's <laughs> the how driver it happened. Was, Cla- classic movie, by the way. Classic movie, by the Hold way. Yeah. And, and, and Bubba Johnson, Bubba Johnson, it turned into an American gangster. Yeah, because the, the driver it, became Denzel Washington. It, it 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 was Lucky Luciano's driver, and that's how they were able to hatch the whole plan. Mm-hmm. But the driver was like, "Hey, they talk. They don't think I'm listening. I'm, I'm, but he was right there with him." He and knew cause, it because on because on, uh, American Gangster, uh, Denzel used to work for Bumper Johnson, right? Right. And, see, and then he Frank learned Lucas the Cat. whole game. Yep. Yeah, he worked. He worked. He learned the whole game from being the driver. Yep, just being around. So you so, so you're right. They yeah, will call, but you but you but you gonna trust the driver though? 
Exactly. The vow of loyalty is to you. Exactly. But <laughs> but 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 this is why you don't. This is why you show the same respect. It don't matter no one's station in life or their title because you never know their connection to the person that's actually holding power. Yeah. See, and that's this is real life. That's why you can't cut everybody off. And, and no. I, I would say this. You know, because I, I I beat up uh, a lot. Of, let me tell you something. I don't even beat up any. I don't beat up people like Mr. Shame does. But I but I do do put it on people's mind because here's the thing. When we all sometimes when there are positions where we all can work together, it'll show our character. Yeah. Is it about us or is it about the goal? If there's a situation where all of us collectively can get us get our people to the next level and we choose not to engage with one another, it shows that. It's not about helping people. It's about you. Yeah, and, and it can't be about ego. It can't be. Not in this game. And so a lot of folks have a lot of ego. I'm not going to work with him regardless of who it hurts. I'm not going to work. And so part of my video was about that. Like, Yeah, hey, I, I was getting rid of that. So, yeah, so, so, so I, I heard you mention a little bit about egos and what, what sparked that because – you know, again, me and you are just kind of really getting acquainted. I think we've traveled in similar circles, mm-hmm. but you and I are just kind of really getting acquainted. And when I saw it, I was like, what set him off? Because the the, the time that, that we spoke briefly at the debate and even on the phone and, you know, just through Messenger or whatever, you always seem like, you know, cool, calm, collected. And then I saw the video you was going off. I say, what set him off? And 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 But... I also understand the frustration right? because it's like we have these golden opportunities right here. And if all I got to do is just move an inch towards you, you move an inch toward this way. This one moves an inch toward, and then we get there and we're seeing that the only thing that's holding us back is the ego. I understand the frustration. Well, I'm frustrated because I'm just tired, you know, because I mean, I thought the whole goal was to help people. That's what I thought it was. I mean, at least for me. And you have people who their goal is to help themselves mm-hmm. by manipulating people. Treatment and, cure. And, Treatment or cure. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, well, man, for me, you know, when I, when I, don't get me wrong, in order for me to go in business with somebody, I do have to believe in them. And for me, for Karen, I'm like, listen, you know, minimum wage is, is being antiquated. You know, we I mean, $7 in the United States of America for minimum wage. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. You know, we talk about majority of the plants that are in African-American area communities dumping chemicals in our water system. You know, we need to look at looking at cleaner air systems. You know, um, looking at, you know, right now the age of the baby boomer, Medicaid premiums, um, uh, health care premiums are going to be more than double. We're talking about people who can't even afford health insurance. You know, I'm looking at all that stuff like, man, I, I don't have time to be worried about nobody's ego right. when we got a community at state. I'm looking at the next governor. You know, we lose elections when we, we elect certain types of people. Right. You know, we're looking at a governor who, who rejected Medicaid expansion. That Medicaid expansion helped people in my neighborhood because they didn't have insurance. Some of these people work in jobs that can't afford insurance because they need every dollar they can to take care of their family. I'm worried about issues that affect us all. Yeah. I'm looking at poverty and looking at the fact we have no access to food in our community. There's virtually a food desert in North Baton Rouge or the economic structure or the lack of lack of, of, of education. I'm looking at, oh, that's more important than you. Yeah. And I'm sitting here looking like, dude, I don't care about you, bro. As a matter of fact, if you're going to pimp the community, at least have a car to have four new ties. At least hand out turkeys at things. Get something for you. Get you your Nino Brown on. Get your new house or something. You pimping the community and you stay in a little raggedy house down the road. I mean, at least get something out of it if you're going to do it. That's right. what I'm looking at. Because you ain't got nothing out of it, bro. You done pimped everybody. And you don't make but $1,000 a month. And you done pimped everybody for the $1,000 in the title. And you still live in a little raggedy house you living in. And all I'm saying is, is if you're going to mess over people, get something out of it. Yeah, you know, at least I feel better. Like, oh, we live in a mansion. You ain't getting nothing out of this because mm-hmm. nobody gonna put no money in no African American seats because we don't have to control the vote. So you don't have to pimp us out because you're not gonna get anything. So what makes sense is why don't you help the neighborhood? If there's blighted property, let's find a different budget to figure out. Hey, listen. You know, and I could be our mayor for doing things with uh, the blighted property, but it's so much blighted property everywhere. Cause the process, you know, once you condemn a home, you have to condemn a home. Cause first of all, somebody pays for that, and it's right. up to the, the person who owns it. 
So when the city tears it down, they're going to see your bill. Okay, so, and, and we need to start holding these people accountable. We need to start these neighborhood associations. Take pride in your neighborhood. The reason why people don't have pride in neighborhood, most people renting houses. Yeah, they don't you know, own it. They don't own it. You know what I'm saying? They don't own it. So why do we show people how to own homes? You know, have programs like that. You know, I, that's why I shout out to Ward Dunn. You know, it's the program where he's giving these houses mm-hmm. to these single parents who, who, but because he has a, a requirement. Hey, get this done, this done, this done. If we go and we educate people, start giving them fish and start teaching them how to fish, we'll be we'll be a lot further. We got all these legends of fish. We understand the play. Why don't we just give them the resources? So what 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 action can you know take place to help people learn to fish better? I mean, not not just with the elected officials, but you're you're a ground game guy. Mm-hmm. What's the ground game plan? to to help is it is it just partnering with you know finding other organizations that are serious about that and partnering with them or what's the plan for that i'm gonna be honest with you this might be very harsh but i'm gonna be honest with you what do we normally do with flowers we prune them right Mm -hmm. so we have to be a systematic approach we gotta make sure the next generation don't feel this one. And keep in mind, when you and say harsh, when you, when you say harsh, you ain't gonna it ain't gonna sound harsh to me because I'm me. We 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 have to start from a systematic approach. We gotta make sure that early childhood education is funded. We gotta understand that the ages between three, zero and five, 80, 85 to ninety percent of a child's brain is developed. We have to start putting resources for they to start educating and knowing better at an earlier age, so we could push out some of these foolishness. Like Dr. King had said, I may not see you get over to the promise line, but you will get there. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that sometimes. And oftentimes, it's really nothing you can do for this generation because they've made their decision. They have, they have made their choice. But however, there are a few people that will join. But you got to make sure it don't keep happening. You know, you got to make sure that the people behind you don't sub- subsequently go into the foolishness that we are currently seeing. So you have to educate them better. And I'm not saying forsake them, but sometimes I am saying, you know what? You know, you've had your chance, bro. Now I'm going to go over to these babies who has a who has a, a different trajectory and change in this course. Because we didn't get out of slavery from the people who died. It was a couple generations before we were able to see True. some of their work. True. So I may not see it today. Neither will you. But you better believe we the, at least seeds the, that you, the seeds that you're planting is ultimately going to come way before, you know, probably, you know, generations from here. And so my plan is to be able to do that, you know, um, because I can't teach a fool, you know, new tricks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, not, what do I do? You know, you are already a fool. I'm like, hey, bro. This is what you do. He's going to do something stupid anyway. I mean, I already know that. Yeah. So why am I going to waste my time with somebody that I know ain't going to listen? I'm going to be frustrated myself. But you know, the strategy of making people listen is sometimes you got to go make some people that they respect listen. You know, and so that's why I don't, you know, that's why when we're doing these elections, the most organized assembly in the world is on church on Sunday morning. Yeah. You get everybody there. That's the, also the most segregated place in America because you got white churches, black this churches. True. This is true. Okay. So, and and we also know historically the black church has been the cornerstone of the black community. You know, think, you know, even with civil rights, meetings would happen at the church. You that's know, why they got laws. We don't want y'all to talk about certain stuff. That's we don't want. We don't want y'all to talk about this. We don't right. talk about it. because they know that's where the, the assembly is. Guess what? Some of these older pastors who've been there, they look. They're gonna say it. But because you gotta teach these people, I believe churches need to be. You, you just Bible study on Sunday morning service? No, you are access to the community. What programs are you having on Saturdays? Mm-hmm. You know, you know your community. Those people need GED programs. What's wrong with partnering up with some of these education services and 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 help these people have an access? They can just walk to your church. Stop opening doors, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you got ten churches on one street, and the pastor. I don't talk to that pastor. I don't think God told you that. You got to specifically not talk to this pastor. You competing over members and stuff, and you got the Cadillac in the driveway, and you don't even live over here. You live over there. So you preaching hope to people who would never get the Cadillac you have. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, pastors shouldn't get paid for their service or whatever case may be. What I'm saying is you know that the Put people are work. blessing you, then bless them back, man. And, and how you bless them back? What's wrong with once a year or, two, or twice a year, you, you, you have a fun, you, you bless this woman, this single parent mother or father who've been busting their butt coming to church every Sunday, whatever, whatever, with a car at the end of the year. A used car. You helping this man 
We're teaching him how to fish. You giving him a car so he can get to work. I mean, you can't just keep taking, taking, taking from the people. Mm-hmm. Well, God said get 10%. Okay. <laughs> what am I going to get? You know what I mean? Right. You could give something. You, resources. You could you could have a GD program. You can have you can have child staffs at the church. You don't have you don't need permission for this. So these church tell me they ain't got this. You you don't need no permission to have no child fair, bro. You don't need no permission to have no nothing. You could do it just like the government could do it, just like the city hall could do it. You just gotta wanna do it. Ain't nothing wrong with pastors saying, hey, hey pastors, I know it's five of y'all on the street. Hey, can we do something together? It don't necessarily gotta be in my church. It could be in the community center right there down the road. Can right. we just come together and, and, and do this for the next? They don't even wanna do that. They don't wanna do that. I, Event at a church. So you so so basically what we're dealing with is egos there you go, bro. in 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 both sectors. There you go, bro. Elected officials, community. What in your opinion, what's what's the answer though? Because if that's the issue, then how do we part 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 of solving a problem is identifying what the actual issue is. So now that, you know, if 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 we hear you and I have sat here on Table Talk, mm-hmm. and we've identified the main issue mm-hmm. with the community is ego. Mm-hmm. How do we then go about solving that particular issue? Because once that's solved, then you're able to go to step two, three, and four. But first, we got to you know, identify, rectify, then move. Important, man, you, have, and, you know, and I know this is a cliche, but sometimes you got to show them the love of Christ, man. And what I mean by that is you can't treat people how they treat you. Often, often the people that I represent now have treated me like crap. And now they come to me for help. Because I didn't do what they did me. Mm. And and that's that's hard to grasp that concept. But if you do, if, if, if here's the thing. I'm gonna be moved by my convictions. I'm not moved by by what people say or could do, because I'm already blessed. Right. You know, I'm already. If I did nothing else, I'm already gotten. I have beautiful children. I have beautiful family, and that's who I'm held accountable for. And so, all I have to do is turn off the internet. I ain't got to listen to nothing you got to say. I can turn that computer off. You know what I'm saying? I have, yeah. I have a relationship with Christ, and Christ is who gave me my being, gave me my purpose. And sometimes, even along the journey. Even I gave a, a brief uh, example during the Easter break uh, about the twelve disciples. The thing about it is, uh, Jesus Jesus knew when when Judas' time was up. When during the Passover, when they had a second meal, he looked over and he said, "Do what you came here to do." Right. That said two things to me: your time is up, bro, and your place have to be filled. And I'm going to use this example, and I have to go on and change it. But even with that biblical illustration, Peter also denied Christ three times. Yeah. You had Judas and you had Peter. Sometimes we can't treat Peter like Judas. Because although Peter denied him three times, Peter became one of the biggest advocates of Jesus Christ on his walk. Yeah. And sometimes we can misjudge someone. Just because I deny you now, or you deny me now, that means you wasn't purposed to come serve me later down the road. Right. But if I treat you like Judas, because the Bible said that Judas, he said that they didn't give him a second chance to get it right. You know, once he, once he, once he betrayed him, that was it for him. He was done. Yeah. But Peter had a couple times. Yeah. So you can't treat it. So everybody can't be treated like Judas. It might be Peter that you're treating like Judas. Right. And you might be, you know, so I, I so, so you, you got to also take the biblical concept. You got to understand, well, listen, at the end of the day, I'm not stupid. And then they I have wisdom. And then I know somebody don't have my best intentions. I can still love them. I don't have to deal with them. True. I don't have to. I don't have to talk down on them. I don't have to put spit on their name. I don't have to do none of that. Yeah. My commandment, my only commandment was to love the, those like Christ loved me. And that Christ didn't say go hold a hand with the snake all day. He didn't say that. So I don't have to do that. Yeah. So to answer your question is that is that if we. The whole purpose of this Christ journey is to instill hope in the people. That's the reason why churches are filled the way they are. Mm-hmm. Because these people come from hopelessness. You know, these people coming from areas where they like, man, I've done this, I've done that. Ain't nothing seem to be going right for me. You know, that's why they come into Christ. That's supposed to be your sacred place. You go on Sunday morning, you, that's supposed to be the place. But when you have people in the church that, that's, that's condemning you, then you ask, then you, you question 
is this the right avenue? Right, right. So you got all this going on now. And then you, and the, and to answer your question, what do we do? We got to continue to still persevere. Because we may not see it done right now. Instant gratification might not happen for us. Right. We might be like, man, me and you be like, damn, man, I'm tired of this. And the moment when you get tired, that means you, you might see your first break. Because I was tired of many times. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm tired of this. But you just, you, you just got to keep showing up. I just kept going. I just keep showing up for work. And and guess who's seeing it? Those those 300 students I told you about? Because uh-huh. if it was about me, I would have gave up. Because I told you, I ain't getting no recognition. Right. But I, I went on did but more the, and more things. But those are also the seeds. That's been those are the, that's all I'm saying. Those are the seeds. And to this day, I get Facebook messages. Thank you, Mr. Bang. Yeah, thank you. And you know what? I sit back and I said to myself, I said, I would have wanted somebody to do it for me. Because yeah. I never experienced graduation because I was expelled. I looked at that woman who got stabbed three times in her chest. And she said, she, she can't even, she said, dang, I need this graduation so my babies can see that I'm doing something with myself. Because sometimes people just have to see. And like you said, you know, even with people not taking pride in, you know, in where they are because they're renting them, they're not owning. But just think even, but the kid don't know that, that, that you're renting. So if they walk out the house and even though you're renting it, but the yard is manicured, ain't no trash in here and there. They still take pride in it because that's where they grew up in. So if they're, you know, again, a lot of it is just showing. Mm-hmm. So I get that point, too. I'm about to wrap up, but I had to ask you this real quick, too, because we're talking about planting seeds. We're talking about um, the future. Okay. Right now, redistricting. Yes. These Important. lines. Important. How, how they've been drawn have basically, you know... They've allowed one party to just basically dominate the state. And we're talking about this state, Louisiana. Correct. We got one district. Correct. But, you know, we're a larger percentage of what that district actually represents. Correct. You're 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 on the ground when it comes to politics. Correct. What is the plan for redistricting in this state? How 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 can we get these lines redrawn? What's the holdup? Well, here's the issue. First of all, you know, a, a lot of people are proud of what Stacey Abrams was able to do in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, first black African American uh, U.S. Senator. Well. Here's the issue. What can we do is that we have to get involved more in our local elections. We have to understand that these same people that we've forsaken these elections to are, are making a decision when these census come every 10 years, okay? Um, we had a congressional seat. Cleo Fields was the last congressional seat. Louisiana has had as many as 11 electoral votes. Right now, we only have eight. And right. we lose these votes based on the population. People are moving out of Louisiana at a, at a high proportion rate relocating to Austin, Texas, Dallas, because there's Atlanta. no job opportunity. And so we're losing these population. And that's where that's why no politician who running for a national office is gonna come set foot in Louisiana. For what? For eight electoral votes? You know? Now we change the format to population, then maybe so. But right now there's, there's, there's nothing to gain here. Yeah. And so how do we change that mindset? Is that we have to get people educated that Although you voted for the president, we need to be voting for the mayor and the city council right. and the state representative, state senator, because and your school board member, and all these other elections that you you take a day off on, these are important. So when it's an issue that come about and you ain't getting what you want, you can't just blame people that ain't getting nothing done because you are a part of it. Right. You know what I mean? And so right now, it's gonna be a fight because nobody's gonna give them no control, no power. Who going to redraw lines and give it to me or give it to you? Nobody. So what we have to do is we got to, and I'm pretty sure it's going to go into litigation. We're going to have to go get us a statologist, a statistician, and so that the the numbers were, inc- all that litigation stuff we're going to have to go do. I'm prepared for it. I graduate, look, I'll be graduating law school. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> because, But that's what it takes. Yeah. You need someone to do this. You know what I mean? I'll be the first one to sue because you're not fit to come. And and, and 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 take over full representation and you don't have 
the numbers that suggest that it's supposed to mirror the population that you serve in. Taxation without, without representation. Representation. And it happens everywhere. Think about it. East Baton Parish school system, majority black. But however, I want people to understand, it's not about how many students East Baton Parish school system. It's how many people that makes up the, the whole, parish. Yep, the whole parish. The voter electorate. And so, the, uh, the, the, the voting base. And so, you know, but let's just see. The East Baton Parish ran majority Republicans. Metro Council ran by majority Republicans. Mm-hmm. The, the, the legislators ran by majority of Republicans. And yet, Louisiana is ranked number 50. And Mr. Chambers said that the Democrats, or the uh, it's, it's, it's they two, them two fault. Yeah. How? Well, we don't have. How? So, what I'm saying is, and I, I use his example, I use his name because he said it. But you, and, got, you yeah, can't, you yeah, have he, to he, give the information, all of it. You can't give part of it. Although ain't nothing get done, I know they ain't. But let's look at their voting record. Yeah. Let's look and see. That's how. That's to be honest. Let's look at their voting record. And let's, let's see what they advocated for. Right. Let's see what they support. Now you got them. But to simply say we fifty because they've had an opportunity, then what happened when you get in there and, and then we still fifty? Can we say the same thing to you? Exactly. Nah, you don't want to play that game. Because people going to hold you to it now. You be careful what you say to people because people going to pay the taste back and say, hold on now. This is you true. You said... We were 50. This is true. Now, you the man. We're still 50. I think what you're doing with the ground game is going to be a huge component for how we move in the future. So, again, I have to publicly say it again. I applaud you. I applaud your efforts. And I applaud you for having, you know, that track record of tangible wins. And I want to say, you know, keep doing your thing, man. Um, it was really good finally meeting you in person. Appreciate it. We definitely got to do this again. Yes. Um, and I look forward to, you know, in the future, if I can do anything to help the cause, because I mean, I think if, um, if we all move in the right direction, in the same direction, then we can win. That's right. But we don't, we don't win if we all wearing the same jerseys, but we ain't running the same play. That's right. So again, I applaud you. Thank you for pulling up. Again, we definitely got to have to do a, a whole part two of this. Yeah, man. Look, we got to do a part look, two of this. Look, man. I'm gonna give it to you, man. And, and look, I thank you so much for letting, you know for 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 inviting me. And uh, but this is what's needed. This is the education piece, right? And that uh, we can give our community, you know. And um, and so, and the more knowledge that I get, you know, you know, the more I'm, I am supposed to come back and give it. You shouldn't be making mistakes because, of so, and I know it too. Yeah, I should be able to tell you what I know, and not have you to come and depend on me when I can empower you to, to you, you know, influence the people you can influence. So, got to be like that, man. Let's make it happen. All right, man. Thank you. Just remember, you're either at the table or you're on the menu. You pick which one. We out.